WKCRFM New York. This is Jazz Alternatives. I'm Mitch Goldman, and uh, I have good news. Our last show here was so much fun for us, and we got such a big response from listeners. We're doing it again, but with even more great music. And our guest last week, and this, well, two weeks ago, and tonight, same guest. Welcome back, Leon Grunbaum. Well, hello. We celebrated one of the most, to my mind, deserving of and haven't received worthy of celebration artists of all time. If that were a sentence, it would be true. Who is that artist? Hermeto Pascual. And a great, great multi-instrumentalist of Brazil. I hope you got a chance to hear two weeks ago. If not... uh, you're in for a treat tonight. And I've got a little, we, we played a ton of great music, mostly from late 70s, early 80s. We ended the show with one piece from Lugano, Switzerland, earlier this year, actually. And I think we should play more from that set. Mm-hmm. And uh, you wanna, this is uh, the group that Hermeto Pascual usually works with, Hermeto Pascual, a grupo, or group. And uh, who, who's, who's he working with? Who is grupo? Well, we have Aline Morena. I think we decided this is uh, his his wife. As yeah, of eight years or something. Yeah, um, and uh, you're expecting me to read this without my glasses? No, not at all. <laughs> read? I thought you know it off the top of your head. Uh, yeah. uh, Andre Marquez playing piano and flute and percussion. Itibre Zwarg on bass and percussion. Marcio Bahia on drums and percussion. And Fabio Pasquale plays percussion. Hermeto Pasquale, the subject of the show tonight, plays keyboards and flute. And what other instruments will we hear him play? Uh, melodica. Melodica. And uh, I'm trying to remember in this recording, accordion. Yeah. You know, and uh, and whatever else he sort of his thing. eye falls he's, on. He's been known to have little toys uh, that he that he brings uh, children's toys that he makes music on sounds. And there was. There was something in particular about this piece, I think, that grabbed you. Oh, at the beginning, yeah, the 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 first segment, uh, yeah, just uh, some really kind of very uh, what's the word uh, idiosyncratic, uh, you know, sort of composition and and uh, with the voice uh, as a voice as instrument, and it just kind of le- leads to this climax at the beginning of the first fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, I think, is yeah. People all over our listening area who know Hermeto Pascual are saying. Oh, my God. i got to stop everything I'm doing and listen to the show, and everybody else is just going to find out what this guy's all about. This is WKCR. The program is Deep Focus, and the subject is Hermeto Pascual.
Okay. <laughs> We're, uh, that's in Lugano, Switzerland. And uh, we are putting the music of Hermeto Pasquale in deep focus tonight. I'm Mitch Goldman. And Leon Grunbaum's been our guest in the studio tonight. And we're bringing in another guest. Man, I hope this works. Welcome to the show, Henry Schroy. Are you there with us? Thank you very much. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes, I'm here with you. I can't believe I can, this is working. I can hear you. WKCR, we've just, like, advanced to the 1950s. We're actually taking a remote call mm-hmm. on the air. Thanks to Ahmet Ali Aslan. Thank you very much for helping us and Ben Young. Wow. Uh, this is really a treat. We've been, uh, Leon and I have been, and you have been immersed in this music. Leon and I on the air two weeks ago and tonight. And what listeners don't know is uh, Hank's uh, enthusiasm for this music has been a driving force in putting this show together. And I, I want to thank you for that, first of all. And uh, one of the things in the background of this is, uh, and, and let me just say as introduction, um, if you don't know the name of Hank Schroy, he's a fantastic bassist and uh, band leader and composer. musical thinker, composer. And I uh, was in New York for many years and made a lot of great music. And now back in his native Brazil, where, of course, Hermeto Pascual is from, and Hank, uh, for listeners in New York and, and our listening area, I feel like people who know Hermeto Pascual love him and love his music. And then there's the other 98% of the world who have no idea who he is. And I'm wondering if that's a little different in Brazil. Yeah, I think, I think well, I think everybody knows who he is, uh, but it's not like uh, he's... he's uh, I wouldn't say he's very popular down here. Um, it's not. It's not necessarily popular music. Although he's he's probably more popular than he would be in the United States. He plays festivals here, but he plays probably more in Europe than than he does at all. Yeah, you know, he's very popular in Europe. I know he tours a lot yeah. with uh, with his group, and he comes to New York from time to time. I don't think he's been here in the last couple of years, but I saw him, uh, I want to say maybe three or four years ago at an outdoor show at Lincoln Center, and he's been through a number of times. And um, I'm, I'm wondering if you could, uh, I know you've been uh, really, really close to his music, and uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about your experiences listening to him in Brazil. Yeah, well, it's, it's been pretty amazing to be down here. I've been I've been down here for like three years now, and um, just about the whole time I've been uh, participating in a workshop, weekly workshop uh, led by Ichibere, who is uh, Ermeto's bass player and has been Ermeto's bass player for 36 years now. Wow! And uh, Ichibere is somebody who has uh, dedicated his life to mastering the uh, music of Ermeto and his his the universe that he created musical universe that he created um and he is an amazing teacher uh, i feel like i feel like i'm in conservatory you know i feel like i'm in music conservatory just doing these workshops uh and uh become yeah it's 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 brought me much closer to understanding uh you know how how that music is all put together and uh how it how it is versed, you know, it's a, it's a very, uh, um, uh, very, uh, I guess you would say verbal process, just very, uh, uh, nothing is really written until way, you know, way after the fact, it's all created kind of, uh, just in person, present with the musicians that are there, for the musicians that are there, um, and, and in this process, uh, uh, Ermeto and his group, uh, I think they really started developing it in the late 70s. Uh, Ichibere told uh, for about 15 years, they rehearsed like eight hours a day, every day. Wow. <laughs> for, and, you know, they were like practically living together, you know. Wow. And uh, and just developing this, this really, really richly textured language of... Uh, it, it is this this outlook of of how to create music it, 
You know, you might. Uh, by the way, I, I wanted to say that uh, it's it's already been very much worthwhile having you talk to us just to yeah. get the proper pronunciation. Yeah, that alone, things. that alone would be worth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but beyond that, I was going to say that, you know, I was, uh, of course, you may remember, I was in Rio not, not long ago and uh, with you and, and attended one of these workshops, and obviously you've been going to a lot of them, uh, but maybe you can describe to people how, uh, you know, how a piece, a piece is developed, how it's written, and what, you use the word texture, what really impressed me was not only is he making up these melodies on the spot and then teaching them to the class, but then he's layering on rhythmic and, and percussive elements and just, you know, textural elements, just again, with the same sort of improvisational spirit. Uh, and it really, by the end of it, because we, I think at the end of the one session I was there, we were kind of playing one of the pieces and it was a, really a finished composition, it seemed to me, by the end of just that one, you know, there was a couple sections, but each section had so many different things going on. It was very impressive to me. Yeah. Well, one of the I think one of the essential ingredients in this approach is the multi-instrumentalist, you know. So so the composer can pick up pretty much every instrument or at least knows how to get what he wants to get out of out of that instrument, right? So so you'll see uh uh um he'll sit behind the drums, he'll sit behind the piano, he'll pick up the bass and um, pick up the guitar, um, and the Matthew, you know, he plays all all the instruments really. Um, the only instrument I have never seen him play is the bass, uh, but uh, but I know that he composes for the bass. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think last time we, uh, in fact, you were the one who explained to me that what sounded like a kind of an improvised voice and bass piece that's, that that uh, started one of the clips that we played. Uh, was actually a composition that uh, yeah. Hermeto had written for Chibere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm True. curious uh, where this idea developed from. Was this just Hermeto's concept that he brought along, or is it uh, come out of other traditions, or what do we know about that? Um, I think I think it's it 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 was just Hermeto's genius. You know, I think he he started early he was like seven years old or something and already was showing that he 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 was very gifted musically he was picking up his father's accordion and just playing you know incredibly already and then his brother was very musical too his brother played piano i know that um and so he started really young playing and playing on radio shows and playing you know playing out very young and he picked so he picked up the piano very young, and then soon he picked up the flute and became masterful on the flute. So I think those are the the, the instruments that he really found found a voice on. And then he mm -hmm. he also plays percussion, plays drums. Yeah. And I think it was his way of of showing uh, the musicians he was playing with what he wanted. You know, in the music mm -hmm. he just showed them um, instead of writing it all out. He he writes too, of course, and. And he and and his uh, musical calligraphy is is you know, it's like a work of art. You see, his it's really nice to see his uh, see his um, what do you call them manuscripts? I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. You know, it's funny. Uh, one of the things that comes to mind as you describe it, I, I, there's a lot of parallels I see between things the way you describe Hermeto and Ornette Coleman. You know, it was I like think kind so of, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> a, a lot of parallels of that kind of oral tradition, of the way the musicians work together, and even they develop this concept, their respective concepts, at almost exactly the same time, and they're both still playing them, still with some of the same musicians, and even I can't help thinking of you know Albert McDowell has been playing with Ornette exactly as long as Ichibere oh, has yeah. been playing with Ermeto. Yeah. Uh, there's and there's a there's more more parallels there even as I think about it, but um, we're not talking about. Well, well yeah, there's go ahead. definitely a, a New York connection. Hermeto spent a long time in New York, you know. I mean, yeah. Uh, so so I think that his time in New York also um, informed what he ended up doing afterwards. You know, he made he made those amazing records in New York, Slaves Mass, and he made the records with Miles. Right, yeah, yeah, he's on. Uh, listeners might know Miles Davis's live evil. 
and that Hermeto's prominently featured on. And uh, Miles, of course, spoke glowingly about Hermeto. And uh, yeah, but and then he went moved back to Brazil, right? He was in New York for what, maybe ten years, and he moved back in the mid, that, late seventies. I think it was. I think it was about ten years. Yeah, he moved back in the late seventies, and and he um, bought a house in in Bangu, in the northwest outskirts of Rio. And um, I think Ichibere soon after soon after that moved from São Paulo and 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 got a place really close by, and. Um, they just and at that time Michibere was pretty young. He was like 27, um, and uh, they just started this intense process. And you know they were touring. Um, it was that it was there's some really great. I don't know actually. I'm sorry. I don't know exactly what you've played so far, but yeah. Well, you know the. Uh, I think I might have sent you the show from Lugano from earlier uh-huh. this year. That's what we've been uh-huh. playing tonight. Yeah, that was that was pretty recent, right? That was yeah, yeah, one yeah. Of it was just a few months yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And you know, uh, this is a question I'm not quite sure uh, how to put into words, but um, for me, listening to Hermeto Pascual, there's a very clear sense that he's got a complete mastery of what he's doing. That uh, you know, chops are not really an issue for him, but he seems to have this kind of rare quality of music just seems to flow from him like breathing and I I don't know I mean you could say that about a lot of musicians but it really just seems to be particularly true of him that it just seems to flow unobstructed his ideas and I'm I'm wondering if that if you know what I mean and if you do if that's how that ties into the, the concept and if that's something he's talked about yeah well what I observe when I when I listen or or especially when i watch him somebody who's just totally taking in every sound that's in his environment and he's placing himself in a in relationship to that in a in a very extraordinary way uh and it's it's something that i you know i don't know that i've seen it in anybody else really not that not at that level and so he's dialoguing with with everything around him and uh so th- there's an intention in in his approach that that's really transcendent of the instrument that he's picking up. You know, it's yeah, it's really he's he's got he's he's saying something. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, of course he's masterful. He's got this incredible harmonic sense and 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 melodic sense and rhythmic sense. But it's it's you know also he's one of the greatest musicians alive. You know, I think in my I, opinion. I have to agree. You know, I I was gonna say that uh, it's the kind of thing also when you, when you have it like that that you can't turn it off. And I was thinking about some of the YouTube clips that we were sort of passing amongst each other, where he's, you know, he hears speech and then it becomes a melody to him, and so he yeah. he'll hear the speech and the he the calls keyboard. it the yeah. the the aura of the sound. He says everybody's voice has. A, he says that when he was a kid, he used to uh, hear. He was. He would tell his mom, "Mom, they're they're singing. Your friends are singing, and they're just having a conversation, you know." And his mom was like, "No, shut up, kid." <laughs> <laughs> I think, but uh, is it fair to say that seems to maybe apply better to Portuguese than to certain <laughs> other languages, like the one we're speaking, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I think there's definitely something to that. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, it, it definitely comes from also the place where he's from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the certain accent of the sounds in that area where he's from, you know. Do you th- can you give an example? Um, well, I, I think of, uh, I think of um, the, the type of rhythms that, that he likes to use, um, uh, these, these certain kind of uh, marching rhythms, uh, um, not really marching, but uh, it, uh, it's a, uh, Processional rhythms uh, mm-hmm. um, that uh, that come from the the traditions, the local traditions in the northeast where he's from, and um, and uh, uh, the sounds. Uh, he, well, he he also talks a lot about uh, the sounds of nature. You know, he's really tuned into that. You know, uh, yeah. So, 
so I think he, he draws a lot from that. I know he comes from a, a very a countryside, you know, very, yeah. it's definitely talking about the sounds, uh, you know, the sounds of, uh, of the water, you know, he, he does, he plays a lot with, with liquids. <laughs> yeah. Sound, uh, um, that, you know, you gotta, uh, tell the folks about, I, I just, I love that video. You must go, if you're enjoying this music, you've got to go on YouTube and look at, uh, at, at some of the videos that are there. There's a lot of material of their Meto Pasquale and, um, the one in the lake. I just love that so much. Yeah. Maybe you could yeah. describe that. There's a, a few, there's a few of, of, there's a few videos of them jamming in, in the water. Yeah, they're in the water. They're they yeah. are in this just gorgeous, fantastic spot in Brazil, and uh, literally immersed in nature. And you know, not there's, wearing any clothes as far as you can see. A, play, yeah, there's one where he's playing a flute, and he kind of goes underwater while yeah. he's playing, and, uh, and just comes back out and tunes. You know, everything's everything's very intentional. You know, with him. Uh, He'll get it. he'll get the right note that he wants with that, with that material, you know. Like when he picks up a, you'll see there's some sometimes uh, he'll he'll pick up a, a a cup of of a drink or something and he'll just start drinking and then singing and and blowing bubbles into the <laughs> yeah. into the liquid. But it's all in it's all you know in in key. It's it's <laughs> it's it's following the chord changes. What was <laughs> uh, you remember the the and was in the clip we just played. I know you didn't hear just now, but <clears throat> it was some kind of a reed or or a piece of latex or something he was blowing through. We were talking about it's very yeah. super high sound. I, you know what I think that was? I think that was um, like a latex glove. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, you said you saw him recently in Brazil, right? I remember you. Uh, yeah, I've seen him a few, quite a few times here. Yeah. I've been lucky to be able to. See a number See, of concerts. You would know yeah. know all his recent uh, music toys <laughs> that he's been every, using. Every gig, there's a different, like, last gig I saw, there were these three little plastic pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like one could see and one couldn't hear, one couldn't talk, you know. Uh-huh. It, was, it was like that, and, and they would make pig, pig-like sounds. He's playing those. Oh, man. So you're saying he's running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's recycling. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I, I got to ask you to uh, – Leon and I have been doing our very best to mangle the names of the musicians in Grupo, and uh, maybe you hmm. can set us straight. Okay. Yeah. Try. But, uh, so uh, the, the current group? Yeah. Oh, so he has uh, um, Ichibere Zwarki on bass. Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, Marcio Bahia on drums. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has uh, Fabio Pascual, his son, mm-hmm. on percussion. Um, Alini Morena on vocals. And uh, she also plays um, um, a guitar. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, it's called viola caipira. It's like a five-string double, double five-string uh, guitar from Brazil. Um, Vinicius Dorin uh, on saxophones and flutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, André Marques or André Marx mm-hmm. on piano. And oh boy, I hope I'm not. No, no, that's it, man. You, you is that it? it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And okay. Hermeto. And Hermeto Pascual. Yeah. Wow. Our our guest tonight, our guest on the phone tonight, Henry Schroy, calling calling in from Brazil, (laughs) from Rio. And um, you are... Saving the show. You're bailing us out, man. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm so, you know, I've always been a great fan of your musicianship, and I knew that you love this music but you're just so well spoken talking about it and insightful i really I, thanks you, man you've elevated well, my appreciation for the music I, and i'll I, tell you just be, having i'm so grateful that i've been able to be down here for these years it's it's i feel like it's uh it's really uh helped me understand myself a lot you know because uh 
because I left Brazil so young and everything, and I was 12 years old when I left, and coming back down here and, and immersing myself in, in, in the environment, in the language, and, and the way of moving and the way of you know, relating to playing. I've, uh, I've, uh, it's, it's really kind of, it's, it's been, it's been really great, you know, I feel, yeah. I feel a lot more comfortable, I think, uh, well, just I, understand, you know what I mean? Understand. I, I want to get on a plane and come down there. Come down. <laughs> yeah. Tell, it was now, great to have Leon and Ava down here. It was awesome. <laughs> no doubt. Um, if listeners want to find out more about what you're doing, do you have, uh, what's the best way to, to catch up with what Henry Schroy is doing these days? I have a website. Uh, my website URL is newritual.com. Mm -hmm. And there I have um, all my projects, uh, my uh, products <laughs> that are uh, for sale, as well as uh, my SoundCloud. Actually, can you talk briefly about your um, your percussion uh, instructional video? Yes, I, I, I produced an <laughs> instructional uh, DVD um, uh, teaching um, the rhythms of candomblé, mm -hmm. Af African-Brazilian religion. I produced that in, in Salvador, Bahia, uh, a few years ago. And uh, it's been out now, and uh, people are really enjoying it down here. Um, uh, it's uh, available by mail order so far, and soon will be available through uh, Tribeca Film Institute Reframe. Um, it's, it's in the process of getting getting online. Great. But uh, if you go to my website, uh, it's all the information's there. New how Ritual. Yeah, Newritual.com. New mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Cool, man. Well, we're going to uh, we're gonna get back into playing some more of Hermeto's music. And, oh, cool. Uh, thank you so much for making some time for us. And it, it, you've added so much to this show. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. It was fun. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Henry Schroy, S-C-H-R-O-Y, Henry Schroy, our guest calling in from Rio. And uh, we're going to go back to Lugano. Yes. Oh, my oh. goodness. If I can figure this out, man, i got to, like, uh, un disconnect all these cables that are stretched around. <laughs> and this uh, generator from, uh, <laughs> from leftover from uh, Frankenstein, the movie, we've got this big arcing... <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. I'm going to give it a shot. Wish me luck. All right. All right. Okay, I'm going to talk to you soon. Thanks. Okay. See you. Bye. Bye. -bye.
July 15th, 2013, deep focus on the topic of Hermeto Pascual, my guest, Leon Grunbaum, and Henry Schroy coming in, and well, you heard it, you heard, what more can I say? And besides, you came all the way through to the end of the show, so obviously you're digging it. This is part one of three parts, there's two more parts of this, and the previous uh, deep focus program two weeks earlier, July 1st, 2013, was uh, part one of this Hermeto Pascual. So you've got six full deep focus segments just of 
Hermeto Pasquale with my guest Leon Grunbaum. Ton of stuff. You can find that and more, 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 more at the Deep Focus podcast. You can subscribe. No ads, no money, no nothing. Go to your favorite podcasting app and look for Deep Focus podcast. You can always find us at the hosting app, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. I got one thing I'm going to ask of you. I never ask anything of you, but I'm going to ask something of you right now. If you like the show, tell us, give us five stars or what have you, and I'll tell you why. This isn't even for me. This is so other people can find the show. It really will make a difference. We have listeners in 40 different countries who are enjoying this program, which is really an honor to me and uh, these people who love the music you love. Help them out. Let them know where to find us like us up. All right, go check out those other episodes and enjoy. I'm glad we got you along for Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman.